Thank you so much for joining us for the Thrive in Fertility podcast brought to you by the Quilla Institute. Because when you've reached the end of your fertility journey, I want you to be able to say, I lived well. I thrived. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Thrive in Fertility podcast. This is Kathy Quillett, CEO of the Quilla Institute, and I am happy to be back with you for episode three today. Um, I have loved your reactions to the first two. Thanks to those of you who have just reached out and shared your story with me uh, individually. Like I've said before, I wish this was face-to-face because I would just love to hear your story and do a little bit of life with you. Um, much to my chagrin, we can't do that. So here we are and I am talking in your ear. And for those of you who are reaching out and saying, here's my story, I wanted to share it back with you. I just love that. So it's an honor to hear that. Um, today I have a treat for you and for me. Um, I have my husband here. His name is Tyler and he is all things man's man but the kindest, sweetest teddy bear of a man also. And so... Hey, everybody. I'm not sure about the teddy bear thing. Yeah, no, but you are like man's man and can be emotionally intelligent and in touch with how he feels about things and show up well for other people. So that's why I really wanted him on here right now is because I would love for us to be able to speak to the heart of man Here's something that just boggles my mind and frustrates me so much sometimes is, and this happened in our own story of infertility, is somebody might come up and say like, oh, how's your your journey worth infertility, whatever, but they're talking to the woman and about the couple's experience looking directly at the woman, not really acknowledging how the man's doing. And I coach and do therapy with enough women to know that men are silently struggling. And they're not feeling like a part of the puzzle unless it's their sperm that needs uh, a little bit of treatment. And even if that's the case, then they make a deposit and the, you know, the, the cup at the RE's office and then off they go and it's still the female experience. So I've invited my studly husband here tonight to just talk to us about what men experience in the middle of infertility. And we're just going to talk and um, hope that you get something out of this. I'm just really grateful that you've joined us for another episode. So babe, in your experience with infertility, and now listen, friends, this was 10, over 10 years ago for us. In fact, we just celebrated today our kids gotcha day. So they will have been home by the time this episode airs seven years from Ethiopia. So count back four from that. And we've, (laughs) it's been, it's been a little bit. Yeah. And I'd even say going back, um, as Kathy just said, this is such a a thing for the women that people really ignore men. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would even say my closest friends, those that I walk life with, would ask me how she's doing in our infertility journey yeah, and never even asked me how I was doing. And even after miscarriages and it was more, how's Kathy doing? And it was almost like I was ignored in the whole process. Mm. Um, how did that feel? It, well, it felt, it was good that they cared about yeah. you, but truly I can't think back 
on anybody seeing how I was doing mm. in the midst of it. And I certainly at, a, at that time wasn't going to bring it up to them. Um, and also it was hard to bring it up to you mm-hmm. how I was feeling. Yeah. And so that stuff just got bottled up and that, that was really unhealthy for me. Yeah. Yeah. What would you have told them if they were to be like, Hey, Tyler, how's Kathy? Okay. Now really, how about you? What would you have said? How would you have said that you were doing? I think it would have depended on the season. I think in the midst of miscarriage seasons, it would have been an extreme sadness, brokenness. But I think in the seasons of just the long drawn out infertility, when's this going to happen? Yeah. It was just very much, I was in fix it mode. How can I, I obviously, I knew that there was nothing I could do tangibly to make this happen, but I was in fix it mode. And what can I do for my wife? How, how do we make this happen? How do we get rid of this season? Yeah. Now, listen, men and women, if you're listening to this with your husband, I want this to be an elbow free zone where you're not like, listen to him, get, you know, pay attention. You're bad at this too. Men are fixers, right? I, I can bring something up to Tyler and all of a sudden, you know, I might just want to share my emotions with him, but he goes all the way back to fixing it. That is just an innate need of a man, right? Yeah. And an example of that, and it's not even infertility related is four years ago, Kathy's mom passed away and uh, she was gifted a tree. Um, it, By a, my old a colleagues. A memorial tree. Um, and we call it our Nana tree. Yeah. And we've moved twice since then. And that tree got moved twice and it didn't make it in our second move. And so it's been planted in our backyard since last October. It didn't make it. And it was time for it to, to come out of the, gr- the ground and be replaced. And today, as Kathy began to dig that up, I wanted, I wanted to take that burden off of her shoulders. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do yep. the digging. I wanted to get that tree out. Not because I, I felt the need to, but because I didn't want that on her. Mm-hmm. She, I didn't want that on her physically. She needed that emotionally. Yeah. Um, but I was in fix-it mode saying, let me dig that thing up so that you don't have to hurt right. yourself doing that today. And so I think men, we get in fix-it mode. Like, I don't, I want to take that burden off of my wife. There's not a lot we can tangibly do, but anytime that we see something that we can, it's like, let me get that off your shoulders mm-hmm. instead of getting shoulder to shoulder and saying, how are you? Like, yeah. what, let's talk about this instead of how can I fix this? Yeah. So men, you're totally not wrong for needing to fix that. I feel like that's so deeply ingrained in who you are. Um, women, we, we can help the men in the fix it mode. Sometimes what I'll tell Tyler is I'm going to bring something to him and I'm going to say like, just so you know, here's how I am hormonally or emotionally, or I had a really bad day at work today, whatever that might be. I'm triggered by something. I need you to sit here and hold my hand. I need you to give me a hug. I need you to talk this out with me. I, whatever, because what something that I talk about in the peace and fertility workbook and everything is we have to be on the side of our husband. We have to be on the side of our wife. We have to be on the side of our relationship. So something that I talk about all the time is being on team marriage. Team marriage means if Tyler and I are in a confrontation or I want to say something and, um, I need him to help me with something. Communicating it to him helps him win, right? If he wins, I win. Our relationship wins. If I don't over communicate with him or I take him down in a fight or he takes me down in an argument or something like that, 
then I lose, he loses, and our relationship loses. And we always want our relationship to be growing. So we have to be on the side of team marriage. If we're on the side of our relationship, then we both win in a circumstance. So women, if you're bringing something to your husband and you feel like he's going to want to fix it, maybe think about that ahead of time and say, I need to give him help so he doesn't go into fix-it mode so I don't get frustrated by his fix-it mode. Right? Yeah. And one of the things I most appreciate about Kathy is when she comes to me and says, I'm about to tell you something and I don't need you to fix it. Uh, That helps me so much. It it disarms me to say like, okay, I don't have to think of what are our action steps. Um, It it allows me to just listen instead of immediately think, what are we going to do to take care of this issue? And so I so appreciate when she does that. And so I would, I would just say wives, let your husbands know that, but husbands allow your wives to come to you and say, I need to talk through something and please don't fix it. And yeah. that we can receive that and say, okay, I'm just going to listen. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say, what can we actively do next to take mm-hmm. care of this issue? Let's just sit and talk. Mm-hmm. I think something else, you know, we kind of segued pretty quickly into that, but men, regardless of the emotion that they're experiencing in infertility, they sometimes think, well, I have to care for my wife instead of care for myself. And so what, or men, I'm sorry, are not quick to disclose, are, are not quick. I'm listen, society kind of screws you over from birth and says emotion for a man is weakness. Right. And then that comes and we're dealing with what society says is a really feminine issue of infertility. And so men, a lot of times, you know, broad sweeping generalizations, but a lot of them don't confront this trauma head on. It's the woman's issue. I'm fine. I'm caring for her. But there are really, really deep seated emotions that, that men are experiencing too. You know, I think there was some fear that you experienced, Tyler. What else? There were so many emotions. Yeah. For fear, fear was a big one. I think we lived in fear of like, what's going to happen next? Like here's, mm-hmm. here's the reality that we've lived and we're just going to continue to, it almost felt like Groundhog Day in the movie. Yeah. Like it's just like, here we are, we're going to live it again. Um, it's that same thing every month. Um, there was, a, there was just a level of sadness. There was grief mm-hmm. um, and not even grief in miscarriage, there's grief just within infertility. There's a grief of, of what should be, of what could be that is lost as each, each month passes and, and nothing happens. And yeah. so um, that sadness is big. And guys, I don't know about you, but for me, those emotions eventually, as I let them fester up within me, they came out as anger. Um, mm. And so they, they built up, they built up, they built up. I didn't do anything with them. I didn't talk to people about them. And, and how that showed itself was, was anger. Mm. Um, anger with Kathy, anger with, with coworkers, anger with family, whoever it was. Um, they got the brunt of that. And really all it was was sadness. Yeah. All it was was grief. All it was was fear and, and just feeling overwhelmed by it all. But it all came out. as just a lot of, of really an angry dude. Yeah. A lot of times I'll say that anger is sad's bodyguard. I think angry is something that we feel is socially acceptable and okay to experience, especially as men. But if you look at an iceberg and anger is above the surface, what's really 
below the surface is the emotions that we're truly meaning to to express like Tyler's talking about. So what's the root system to anger? A lot of times it's sadness or discouragement or jealousy or frustration. Um, but hear me when I say men and women, you're going to give me like a silent amen. Emotions are sexy men. If you can sit down with your wife and say, and you don't have to have the outward expression of like crying in the fetal position. But if you can say to her, I'm struggling right now, I'm frustrated. You know, my brother and his wife are pregnant and I feel really jealous and that feels ugly on me. I kind of want to punch something right now, but I think below that is just, you know, frustration that we can't do this. And so if you, you know, I, again, I've sat with enough women that, that can say, I don't even know if he has emotions about this, or I don't know how he's feeling. I hope he's talking to somebody because he's not talking to me. There is an opportunity for growth, for marriage in the midst of infertility. And that can come with the open communication and the willingness to just sit across from each other and say, here's how this feels. This is awful. We're doing it together. We're going to dig in together. We're going to auger into our relationship and we're going to sit in these emotions and then we're going to put them on a shelf. We don't have to sit there for long. And then we're going to stand up and we're going to keep going. But men take the opportunity to stop and sit with your own emotions, to sit with your wife's emotions and really process this. So Tyler, you know, uh, as well as everybody else does, that the title of this podcast is Thrive in Fertility. Let's talk about some ways. I mean, we've talked about to the men about, you know, don't be a fix. Well, be a fixer. That's that's fine. But allow your woman or allow your wife to say, uh, I need that not to be where you are right now. We've talked about expressing emotions. In what ways, though, would you, like if there was a couple sitting across this room or across the table from us, how would you say to the man here, here's how you thrive. And while you think about those answers, here's what I'm going to say. Men thriving does not come in a bottle of beer. Thriving does not come with avoidance. Thriving doesn't come with numbing or exercise or eating avoidance. Thriving comes with confronting and stepping into. So thriving. I would also add to that thriving does not come with a baby. Like just because you're Mm. at the end of infertility doesn't mean that you're just thriving in life. Like uh, more than anything, I would say thriving comes in unity, whether you're in infertility uh, in the midst of it, whether Mm. there's a baby, if you are united as a husband and wife, um, you're thriving. And, yeah. and that unity only comes from the two of you um, face-to-face. I've said shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder recently in, in this time. It's face-to-face. Face. It's not shoulder-to-shoulder. Yeah. Shoulder. Um, there's got to be a unity am- amongst you that, that men, you can go to your wives and say, here's my heart and here's how I'm feeling. Wives, you've got to be at a place to, to listen to that yes. and vice versa. Um, now, you both know day-to-day how the other is doing and maybe it's not a good day to to vomit your soul on your spouse and say here's how i'm feeling today 
Um, but that's got to be a part of the relationship that you can share your emotions because if you don't, if you don't and can't do that together, uh, you're not going to do that anywhere. And that's the healthiest place uh, to be. And, and I think that's where we begin to thrive when we're together. That's awesome. And I just want to piggyback on that and take that a little bit deeper into thriving. Husbands pursue, right? Men are the, the pursuers typically in a relationship. And so if we're seeking unity, men start planning. I think something that we do so often, and I've talked about it before, is we kind of surrender everything at the foot of infertility and say, I can't be happy. The baby's going to bring me happy. I can't, I I just can't survive without it. And I'm not going to be happy until it happens. But men encourage you and your partner to go out on a date, plan the vacation that you haven't been able to go on because what if I'm pregnant by then and I can't enjoy going wine tasting in Napa or whatever. Encourage the relationship to get back to what it used to be pre-infertility when it was all fun, flirty, newlywedy. And I would say in that pursuit, in the midst of infertility, you are going to get stiff-armed you're going to feel like you're getting stiff armed. Um, both hmm. of you, it's, it's an incredibly emotional season. And there were a lot of times where Kathy didn't know that she was doing this or maybe said something, but there was such emotion in her that I felt like I was getting just pushed away. She yeah. wasn't intentionally pushing me away, but I felt that. And so I would stop and retreat and say like, well, she doesn't want anything to do with me. I, I, I won't pursue today. Um, and I would say when you get stiff armed, if you get stiff armed, get back up and continue to pursue mm. your spouse. Um, sorry about that. No, that's, I, I did the same to you and we all, we all do it. Yeah, and I don't it's think, hard. I don't think it's intentional. It's just, we're so overwhelmed. The emotions are. We're raw all the time. Yeah. And so it's just reality. We're, yeah. we're all there. We all get it. Um, but I would just say, don't allow feeling pushed away to make you stay away. Yeah. Get back up and continue to pursue. And let's also just talk about the bedroom for a minute. Pursue. I mean, listen, you're going to feel like you just have to make a, a sperm deposit, right? Like she's going to say, I'm ovulating. We got to go try for this baby. If you know that that window is coming, bring the the fire, the spark back to the bedroom. Give her some flowers, get a new lubricant, give her a massage, light a candle, get a glass of wine, something. All the stuff that used to be hot, steamy, sexy, again, in your early days of your relationship that infertility has suffocated out bring it back in. She's not going to think about it. She wants you. Let's be honest. She wants you for your sperm and she will say, but I want a connection with him and whatever. And that's probably true, but that's secondary. So bring in the romance. Don't because listen, research shows that after infertility, the, the interest in sex de- continues to decrease. So fight for good sex is the man in your relationship now so that that doesn't happen to you guys later. 
and doing all those additional things scores major points. And as we always say, it's not about points, but they, but they don't, don't hurt. hurt. Right. So even the flowers, <laughs> the massage, the foot rub, you know, whatever it is may not lead to you getting some, but you're, you're honoring and blessing your spouse, take care of them. Yeah. Score points. They don't hurt. Yes. I feel like you and I could talk about this for a couple hours, but we could do another one. Oh, well, there's a good idea. Stay tuned for that. What closing thoughts? Like if you could, like, if this was your brother, you're talking to you and you're like giving him one final thing where you could really encourage him. What would you want to say? Don't bottle this stuff up. I've been there and done that. I, I failed at this miserably. And if I could go back, it, it wasn't just that I bottled, I bottled it up in every sense with Kathy, with friends, um, with everybody. And I kept it all to myself. All of my emotions were bottled up. And when that stuff just continues to build and build and build, it festers. Mm. And eventually that stuff's going to come out. And as I said earlier, it's going to come out in anger. And so you've got to release that stuff. Um, and so sit down and talk with your spouse about that. And maybe say, you know, you don't want to just grab your wife and say, hey, here's how I'm feeling and just dump it. Hey, can we talk tonight about how I'm feeling? Um, or maybe tomorrow, can we, can we go for a walk and just talk about how we're feeling, both of us mm -hmm. and all of this? I think that that, that level of um, transparency between the two of you is huge. And I didn't allow that because I just said, I've got this. I'm good. I can move forward. You know, just the classic, I'm fine. You're not fine. Yeah. Stop pretending to be fine. None of us are. Um, and it's really good to just begin to be transparent with one another and say, this is how I feel. Mm. With nothing expected that, that nothing's going to be fixed. Yeah. That we just tell each other, this is how we feel. Yeah. And women, listen. I feel like I say that a lot. Listen. <laughs> In the same way that we're body conscious, men are soul conscious. Let me say that again. In the same way that we're body conscious, men are soul conscious. It is going to feel risky to them to share their heart like this. Listen, smile, nod, pay attention, welcome it. Even if it feels like it's surfacy and not all the way there, thank them for sharing allow them the time without interrupting to say what it is that they have to say. And that's not in a manipulative way. So they'll do it again. But if this is a successful experience for them, they'll do it again. And men be reminded, Kathy said this earlier, this is not weakness. No. This, this is such strength to be able to, to share your emotions, your feelings with your wife. Um, there's nothing weak about this. There, there aren't many things you can do as a man that is more strong than to say, this is how I feel today. Right. Ooh, see that sexy, right? All right, you guys, Tyler, thank you for being here with good me. Good to be here. Yes, he'll be back. Okay, friends, thank you so much for joining us for our third Thrive in Fertility podcast. Please tell your friends. I have loved again, connecting with you, but there's more that need to hear. 
Um, let's just talk about the Quilla Institute really quick. If this is your first time, don't get off quite yet. The Quilla Institute, we are passionate about helping you live well in the weight. We have coaching a la carte pack or sessions. Um, I got somebody calling in today from Perth, Australia. I love it. Um, so this is something that can be done, not just where we live, but anywhere in the world, really. We have an online course called Peace and Fertility, a book companion that goes with it and a couple other books. My husband over here just recently launched a book too. It's called Yet, Embracing God's Faithfulness in the Midst of Grief. So I'm going to go ahead and put that in the show notes, but you should read it because it's good and it is all of his heart spewed out for you to help you in the middle of grief. So go ahead and take a look at that also. Um, I will be back next week. We have our first guest. I'm not going to give it away quite yet, um, but she is a doozy. So that'll be fun. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Thrive in Fertility brought to you by the Quillet Institute. Don't forget to check us out online at thequillettinstitute.com or at the Quillet Institute on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.